0: Put on my serious face.
1: All right, everybody, how you doing? Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we are back for our Thursday slot. Mister Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. I'm Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Matthew kachuk on his way out of Calgary. Where could he possibly land? We will look at a lot of remaining free agents that are out there. This always happens, and The the beginning of free agency, there's so much going on, and then it just trickles down to a slow drip. But there's some more guys out there. And what else we got today, Denker? I'm sure there's more that we're going to be covering today.
0: Uh, We got Kadri. He's a free agent, but definitely want to get to Calgary because it looks like that, you know, with Johnny Grudeau leaving and Matthew Kachuk uh, unhappy, it looks like their chances at a potential Stanley Cup championship are up in flames. (laughs) I knew
1: it. I knew it. And we're going to be running the Locked On Avalanche intro because I still don't have the Locked On intro. Here you go.
0: Yeah. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I was really hoping that that chain of uh, tweets was just going to continue uh, and and. Uh, JD got in on it with the CSA Miami, uh, th- but it just kind of stopped. I was kind of disappointed in, in the network for not keeping that bad boy going. So uh, I, ha- I had a feeling you
0: were gonna bring that back. <laughs> Gotta bring that it back, brilliant. baby. Gotta bring it back. Oh, that
1: was brilliant. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just go check out uh, Denker's. That was your your own Twitter page, right? That wasn't the Lightning Twitter page.
0: Yeah, that was that was on my Twitter page where we got a pretty good uh, CSI Miami themed NHL oh, that was pun. Great thread going. And I think we're going to start doing that every day. I think that's not something that's just going to be a one-day thing.
1: It never gets old. Oh, man. Well, this is not the Locked On Avalanche podcast. This is the Locked On NHL podcast. Thank you for joining, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, Like we said in that epic intro, he is Mr. Adam Denker from Locked On Lightning. I'm Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche. And, you know, this this gets to this slow time of the offseason, but there's always a story or two that Just kicks around, and there definitely is right now, man. This is this is uh Calgary Kachuk is likely on his way out, yeah. And this, this is this is a big story. I, 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 how long do you think this is going to take? To a lot of times when this happens, it could get done tomorrow or it could get done a month from now. Where do you think we stand with all of this? They obviously, you know, he wants out, and they're gonna facilitate that. But do do Calgary just hang around for like the, the best possible deal, which obviously they want to do, but they want to get it done quickly. What's well, your take on all this?
0: Well, I, I think it Calgary's in a weird situation right now because they just they're not even even remotely done to to getting over what was the disaster/slash embarrassment that was Johnny Grudeau not only leaving Calgary, but leaving Calgary for not only lesser money and two you know, no disrespect to the Blue Jackets, but to 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 go to a franchise that is really in no way really remotely close to winning a championship. You know, if if, if he would have gone to like, I don't know, let's say maybe Colorado for less money. OK, you know, Stanley Cup champions, less money. You you just want to win a cup, win a that's cup. At East this. Coast. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying in general. Uh but okay. and then or or if you go to you know if you go to the Rangers, a team right on the fringe, okay, for less money we get this. But to Columbus, that 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 just shows Calgary that it, it's not so much the team, it's the the destination, the it the city that was the issue. And now, what a week later, a week or so later, I think it was a yeah, we're a week later, post Johnny Hockey leaving, where now their other their their, their I guess they're their other top player, uh now once out, I, I'm not surprised by this though. I feel, you know, there was always, ever since he came to Calgary, there was always talk about Kachuk leaving at some point, especially when Brady came to the NHL. And there's always been that talk about them linking back up in St. Louis. But I think that Calgary is going to wait, at, wait this out a little bit. I think they're not going to rush into anything. They're going to say, listen, you're, we still own the rights to you. And, and if you want to go to arbitration, that's it. That's fine. We'll do that. We'll play hardball. At the same time, we're going to move you, but we're going to move you for the best possible deal. And I think for for Calgary, that's the best decision going forward. I think this is going to carry out into late August. Uh, If I'm Kachuk, obviously, I want to I want this to happen now. And, yeah. and so we'll we'll have to wait and see. You know, hopefully it doesn't get too ugly. Hopefully it doesn't roll over into training camp where now Kachuk gets traded three weeks into training camp or whatever how long training camp is, and then you know he's he's just settling into his new team the the night before uh, opening night. I, I find it interesting
1: how a lot of people are throwing out uh, St. Louis as a landing spot for him. It very well could be. You know, I, yeah. th- we're not getting a lot of info on. Where he could potentially go, it's all just just guessing. Yeah. Which is what we do. I get that. Um, but I, I just find it funny how because Johnny Gaudreau went to his, you know, closer to home, now all of a sudden we think the same thing is gonna happen for the other guy that wants out of Calgary, which not is not necessarily the case. I don't know. Well, I say I was gonna say I don't know why he wants out of Calgary, but maybe he just sees what's been going on there and he's not willing to continue. Staying there, he wants to go somewhere and win. It doesn't necessarily mean he's just going to go to St. Louis because that's where his dad played and that's where he like, yeah. grew up. And I, I don't. I, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. But I think people are just focusing on Gaudreau doing that. Yeah. So then now we're in that mode,
0: and that's that's what we think is going to happen with every other player. I don't. I don't necessarily see that happen. I think what it really is with Kachuk. Um, I, I think Good uh, was really the last nail in the coffin. But I, I think that this and and, and Armando and I uh, spoke about this last week on on Locked On NHL, and we spoke about it how we. I it really seems as though that a lot of these American guys who are playing up in Canada, I think COVID and the pandemic really put things in perspective. Or like, do I really want to be in another country where if sure. you know if something like this were to happen again, because let's face it, you know, COVID COVID is not as bad as it used to be, but it's still a thing. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so do I really want to be in another country? Basically, you know, unable to go see my family? Uh, no, you know, so, you know, I think as you saw for Godot, this is, this is, wasn't really so much a hockey, uh, decision. It was more so just to be closer to family, even though it was funny. I saw online, uh, someone actually said, you know, uh, the Jersey boy wanted to be close to home, but not actually in Jersey in Jersey <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, he was on uh, spit and Chicklets, and he and he did say he thought that's where he was going yeah he he was dealing with them and then Columbus came in and he he kind of liked that deal and he he went the Columbus route. it, sh- it is I think it's just shocked everybody that that's where he went because like you said, like you Number one, Columbus isn't really like the, a destination for uh, someone of his his caliber. I'm not saying they can't get guys in, and they haven't had guys in. They definitely have, but it, it was just a little bit of a surprise that that's where he wanted to go. And and you know he makes them better clearly, but he doesn't put them over the top. And you know, but that gets things going for Columbus in terms of luring other free agents there, keeping their free agents, and saying like this is what we're trying to build. Um, for, for Kachuk, our, uh, our trusty people over at bet online, they have a list out of who's the favorite to land him and uh, talking about Kachuk, obviously. Did you see this? Did you see this? Yet? They, they uh, put this
0: I, I skimmed it. I'm actually looking at another list of potential teams. I think these were also the teams that were leaked of what his preferred landing spots, um, to so, as so- well. Bet online's got <clears throat> the Devils as the favorite
1: right now, followed by the Blues, then the Predators, then the Sabers, Senators, Stars, Islanders, Red Wings, and then I don't know how Vegas keeps getting into these yeah, things, but um, uh, they are at plus one thousand, so it's I, a long shot. But it, just the fact that they're in this conversation
0: annoys me. Can we? Can we? T- I'm glad you brought up Vegas. I wasn't sure. Uh, Knowing your feelings about Vegas, if you're ever going to mention them, but um, in what Every universe? Like- <laughs> in what universe does Vegas, if, if they genuinely think that they have a chance at getting Kachuk, where did I? Obviously, he's not going to make you know he he's still going to be restricted, so they don't have mm-hmm. to pay him a big contract. But in what universe can Vegas make a deal where they get to convince Calgary to take on a big contract because? One, somebody's going to have to get dealt with a with, with a lot of money to Calgary. And I, and I doubt Calgary at this point. I think if Kachuk goes, I think they're in full rebuild. You know, I, I think, you know, yeah, you have a decent team, Which is but.
1: crazy. Yeah. From going how,
0: from where they went to yeah. potential, you know, rebuild mode is not what anybody expected. But the, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it's wild. But the other team that I see that's very interesting, um, what shouldn't be a surprise is Ottawa. I mean, they have the pieces for the deal to get done and obviously the the connection there is, is Brady Matt's brother. Uh yeah, and, yeah. and they just brought in DeBranket and Claude Drew, Cam Talbot. Um do you do you think if you're the GM of of the Calgary Flames, do you make do you trade him to another Canadian team and deal with that headache every time you play Ottawa? Mm-hmm. Um I just don't know
1: the, the What's up in the air for me right now is like, what's he gonna make? Like, what is his dollar amount? And, and I haven't looked up stuff like that as to what people are are guessing his uh, AAV is going to be. Have, have you heard it? Because if you can answer that question, I could probably give you an idea of where I think he might go. Because Ottawa, they got some RFAs they got assigned sign still, so. And they only have a little, a little bit over eleven. Let me have eleven and eleven point six. They have and say a little bit over eleven and a half. So they have eleven point six. And according to Cap Friendly, out of a twenty-three man roster size, they've signed seventeen. So they have six more guys they got to sign with less than twelve million dollars. He would soak up a ton of that. That's the problem here. And I was thinking Islanders. You know, Islanders haven't done anything. Uh, but they're kind of in the same situation where they have about the same amount, I think, as the Senators. They have less than that. Um, and they have four more guys they have to sign, right. three of which are in RFAs. It just gets a little convoluted at this stage in the game because teams have have used uh, you know good portion of their salary cap money. And yeah. now this happens, and now teams are like, wow, we can't go backwards. So it's
0: going to be interesting to see what he signs for right now. Well, when you look at the at at Matt Kachuk, and we're not going to—I mean, we could probably spend a whole episode on on trying to guess what, how much money he's going to get on a on a new deal, because um, I'm sure any team that gets him is probably going to sign him to a long-term contract. Ask yourself this: Is is Matthew Kachuk an eight and a half million dollar AAV player worth eight eight years? Is he is he more than that? And, and, and I think it really depends what team he gets traded to. If he goes to Ottawa, and this is without knowing off the top of my head what their cap situation is, I would say around that ballpark, I think you have to trade him because, that you know, I mean, you have to sign him to something like that because, you know, in that regard, it's a complicated situation for them because if you upset one Kachuk brother and don't do don't treat them the right way. Well, guess what? You have another Kachuk brother in the dressing room uh, yeah. who, who's pro- probably going to be just as upset as well. And that's what you la- the last thing you need. So you know, I think it really depends on where he goes. I, I think I could see him getting a little bit of a lower deal than that. If he goes to a team like the Rangers, I could see yep. the Islanders or even the Devils giving him whatever dollar figure he wants and just trying to make it work. And I could just see at this point with their cap space, Vegas, just giving him poker chips because I don't think they could afford them.
1: <laughs> I don't uh, Vegas is just always involved. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely something we're going to be watching, though, uh, and how this all all plays out. There are other free agents out there, and uh, after Bet Online, we hear from Bet Online, we will be discussing them, as well as one of the teams that I just mentioned potentially in the mix for uh, Kachuk, and that is the Nashville Predators with a very good signing. Very, oh, yeah. I'm not going to say under the radar, but a very sneakily good signing for Nashville. But first, BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, eSports, even golf. Denker usually takes part in these combat sports. You don't want to mess with Denker in the combat sports. Uh, BetOnline continues to be the number one online resource for all of your sports raging information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's BetOnline.net, where the game starts. So now you have Kachuk, and he's a restricted free agent, obviously. Uh, for the unrestricted, it's kind of where a lot of teams are turning their attention. Where can you find a deal? Um, for the Nashville Predators, they came up with a good one. Uh, they got Nino Niederreiter on a two-year deal, $4 million per season. So $8 million total, $4 million AAV. That's a
0: very good signing. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed by this. You know, it's having a guy like Niederreiter. Niederreiter is a UFA. You know, any team, it would it would be a no brainer to sign a guy like this. And it seems almost sometimes often is the opposite during the free agency period where teams just seem like they're overthinking and they you know you don't you see a name like Niederreiter out there and you just don't go for him for whatever reason. It seems like other teams are normally looking at guys like John Klingberg. You know. And I have to say, this is fantastic. I, I mean, you you signed a guy to a two year deal that's gonna that's gonna settle in nicely on your second line with Granlin and Tol- Tolovin. So, bravo. I mean, mm. it. This is gonna be a very good Nashville team. And this was a team not too long ago that really was just it. We really thought this was gonna be the end of it in terms of just where they were and, and being a successful hockey team. And, and you know, they they go to the Stanley Cup playoffs this year granted it was a very very short appearance uh but they come back and they improve you know a lot of teams could yeah. look at how they 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 their exit how short it was how short their appearance was and say okay you know what let's kind of let's let's see how this team let's see how it goes this next season and slowly you know shed the cap uh slowly shed some of the cap and they did the opposite they went out there they got a second line winger and they still have four million and change in cap space to go so it's yeah. This is, they're setting themselves up pretty nicely for a, a trade deadline uh, ac- acquisition if they need it. Yeah, you just, you know, said what I was
1: going to bring up. They, they got, they still got 4 million, almost 4.1 yeah. million left <clears throat> to play with. So they could still go out and sign a very solid, whatever, forward or defenseman if they wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, being in their division, um, <clears throat> you know, have they made enough moves to kind of overtake, my team in the Avalanche. I don't think they're there yet, but but they definitely improved themselves this this off season. And on a personal note, they uh, they signed um uh, uh, Leonard John Leonard, who I know uh, JD over at the Sharks has like a man crush on. I, I I actually I know his uncle. Like I play golf with his uncle, so he's always talking to me about him. So I I actually. Had to to break the news to his uncle that he was traded <laughs> to Nashville. <laughs> I kind of felt weird about that, but um, so he's kind of just a guy like I follow. Not that he makes waves or anything like that, but um, yeah, I just kind of follow him just because I kind of know the family. Um, so yeah, I, you know, he he could become something, you never know. But they 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 they've been doing some really smart moves, not doing the Vegas, we're just gonna reach for everybody that we can get our greedy little fingers on yeah they're making some very smart calculated moves and this is you know i, I think you're gonna see a they did they did well i mean they made the playoffs so yeah. you know you're just improving it did they improve from that i think they did i think they did a little bit so yeah and we'll see yeah. where, where they head um as far as other unrestricted that are still out there obviously my guy and and nazim kadri is still there I, I've been hearing nothing. It is so quiet on the Nazem Kadri front, it's deafening. So I think this was—I think this was the plan. I don't think he was wanting to be like a day one signee. I think he wants to stay in Colorado. I think things are trying—they're trying their hardest to get him in under the cap. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Everybody's throwing out. Oh, they're going to have to—they were—they will have to trade somebody. But I don't think they want to trade Sam Gerard. Um, yeah. If they trade anybody, it might be JT Comfort because he's a free agent after this upcoming season. So maybe you get rid, but maybe you get rid of him at the trade deadline. You don't get rid of him right now. It's very convoluted. It's very difficult to really kind of navigate this. But the other question is, okay, if it's not Colorado, where is it for Nazem Kadri? Because he wants to go to a competitive a competitive team. So he's cutting his teams in half. And when you do that at this stage in, in in free agency, you're cutting your teams even more in half because teams have already kind of filled up their roster. So he's leaving himself not a lot of options right now.
0: Yeah, and and, and this kind of goes back to the Kachuk conversation, and I'm going to throw this to you. Um, you know, what, what kind of player is, you know, taking away the Stanley Cup final and looking at, you know, his – last season as a whole is, is Nazem Qadri a four and a half AAV player? Is he a five? Is is he a six? You know, where, what is Uh, where obviously you have a little bit of a biased opinion. uh, Um, and that's, no, 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 (laughs) no. I I was going to say, like, do you know what he wants? (laughs) Have you heard what he wants? (laughs) I have heard absolutely nothing because, you know, I don't want to say something and then be called off sides for it. So, uh, So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna hold your feet to the (laughs) fire and now you gotta come out with it. What have you heard, young Denker? I've heard absolutely (laughs) nothing. I've heard absolutely nothing. Okay, then what are you guessing? I'm guessing for Nazim Kadri. If
1: you're Nazim Kadri's agent, he comes to you and says, This is what I want. What do you think that is? I'm saying six and a half for four. So the 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 rumors are, and these are never, you know. Fully guaranteed with with rumors of what free agents want. So when he hit the market, he was looking for between nine and ten. Yeah, but 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 are you okay? I was Did clutching my pearls. The, one I was <laughs> clutching my pearls there for a moment. Um, you know, but but you have to understand, like. Guys will do that. They'll shoot for the moon, knowing that they, they won't get it. And and you have to do that. You have to aim high. The team aims low, and then you meet in the middle. And I think that's what's happening. I think I, I don't believe all along he was thinking he was going to get between 9 and 10. He made 4.5 last year, yeah. and for the season he had, he's going to get an increase.
0: Yeah.
1: Is it going to be double? Is it going to be 9? No. I think he's down. He's he's got to come back down to reality, which is around between six and seven for him. And with the Avalanche paying Gabe Landeskog, their captain, seven million a year, yeah, I don't think you're going to give Nazem Kadri, who's 32, going on 33, uh, you know, a a you're not giving him an eight year deal. Even if you give him five or six, you're not going to come in more than than your captain. So, but the problem for the Avs is they don't have that money. Yeah. They're just below four. They need to clear cap space. It, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. I, I think, you know, someone out there is going to give him between six and seven. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But what are those teams? Um, I'm hearing the Islanders. I'm hearing the Red Wings. I'm, because of all this stuff going on with Calgary, I've heard Calgary is is going crazy trying to get him. Like going up near eight. For him, I don't know if that's true. Wouldn't surprise me if it is. If everything they're losing, they need to stop the bleeding somehow. Uh, it, it it it's it's craziness right now uh, surrounding Nazem Kadri, but you're hearing nothing for the past few days. So he he's definitely one one to watch. Um, other free agents that you're
0: kind of looking at. Uh, I I'm looking at free agents right now. There's two names that jump off the page for me, and mm-hmm. and maybe I'm looking at this from the perspective of the lightning uh but the two names that i really like and one of them there's been a ton of talk about him possibly coming to tampa is sonny milano i think he's a very underrated name that's on the marker right now uh you're gonna get a a guy who could play on both sides of the wing uh you're gonna get a guy who's gonna be relatively cheap too uh yeah he he made about 17 uh 1.7 last year and then the other name that I really think is a little underrated, I I really liked a lot about what I saw out of him, and plus he could play in the middle is Evan Rodriguez. I'm surprised he's Everybody's still available. Talking about him,
1: everybody. I'm surprised. Like, yeah, Avalanche I'm, fans want him bad.
0: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he, Pittsburgh didn't net, has let him, you know, stay out this this long. Uh, considering how many people because, uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised by your reaction at all. I, I think yeah. Evan Rodriguez is I think if you look at some of these lower tier guys, you know, below, if I'm looking at cap uh, cap friendly and how I'm looking at it is the UFAs, but I'm organizing it by points total. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than Paul Statsny, who is 36 years old, uh, outside of that top five in points, I, I think Evan Rodriguez is going to make the most money. Uh, except for maybe Nazem Kadri. I think Klingberg's probably going to have to take a discount. Uh, obviously, per- Pergeron's a, a vet. But, yeah, Evan Rodriguez, I, I think he's going to wait wait it out. I think a lot of teams are going to eventually are going to overpay for him to some degree. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets six uh, in the sixth range there for much. maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, yeah. he he's very, like I said, very underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it was a standout on a on a team in Pittsburgh that has is known for playing the right way in terms of just, you know, organized hockey. And, and he was a huge part of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if he lands somewhere and becomes a vital part. Maybe who knows? Maybe he'll be in Columbus. You know, now that Columbus got Johnny, <laughs> yeah, right? maybe now that jo- they got Johnny hockey, maybe they're ready to, to put all their put all their chips down and actually try and, uh, you know, make a run for uh, the, the at least the division because he's a a big name and
1: you know he's a free agent and he's out there i I haven't really heard much on what's going on with pk suban um guys like him like i love suban in like the studio i wish he would i mean he's only 33 years old so he's he's not going to retire but whenever he does i look forward to espn hiring him and being in in the city because he's he's a great personality he knows the game yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want him on my team because I don't feel like he plays the game right, especially if as a defenseman. But uh, he made a crap ton of money his last contract, which is now obviously done. Where does he go? And for how much is the question with P.K. Subban?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know where P.K. Subban going to land. I, I This is a guy really where he was at the top of the hockey world when he was in when Definitely. he was in Montreal and then Nashville and, yep. and then it kind of fell apart from there ending up in no man's land in New Jersey. And, and, you know, everybody makes a joke about, you know, just he, I've never, and, and I even noticed it myself when the Devils play the lightning, how much excess skating the guy does. It's like, he's just skating laps out there. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what kind of player PK Subban going to be. Uh, he's missed a ton of time. There was a ton of chance, ton of games this year with the devils where he was a scratch and, and for a guy like that to be scratched, um, on a not so good devil's team is kind of an eye opener, um, Mm -hmm. where, you know, who knows where he's going to land. I would imagine he's probably going to be one of those guys that signs last minute with a lower tier team. I wouldn't be surprised he ends up in Seattle, a team like that. Uh, on the last line and then maybe gets dealt at the trade deadline if he uh you know shows that he could still play. um uh, you know, PK Subin's one of those guys where when he's on, he's on. And when he's not, he's a non factor at all. And it's been non factor
1: recently, which yeah. you know, you don't like seeing that with some of the I mean, he like you said, he he was one of the biggest names in the sport. He really was. Uh, for a little while, and it, it's kind of fallen off. I think he he can still do something for team. He just needs to understand that, and I'm sure he does. That it, his game is not what it used to be when he was yeah. much younger. Uh, but can he help a team out? I don't know, man. I, I just don't like. I just don't like how he plays defense. So it, it. I think it's a risk for a a competitive team to want to bring him in, even on like a third pairing. Uh, situation. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I think he goes somewhere. Seattle's a good pick. You know, he could go somewhere like Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just one of those teams where he can just play hockey and not have I, to worry about anything other
0: than that. I'm going to predict it right now. It is July 21st. We are recording this on a Wednesday, the day before our show drops. I am predicting as of now, whether he signs somewhere else, doesn't matter where, at the end of the NHL season, P.K. Subban will be playing for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, my God, no. Because that, that is... He, a, really? that I, they He is the kind of player, if he shows any glimpses of what he what used to be, I think either him or even the Toronto Maple Leafs will make a deal for him. Because they are desperate. Because <laughs> they are desperate <laughs> enough. They are desperate enough for a guy like PK Subban. I, I don't. Th-
1: I th- I think Toronto. That is a move that Toronto won't make for fear of backlash from their fan base. Teams won't usually make that those moves, uh, considering you know taking into consideration what their fans are going to think. Toronto absolutely will do that with PK Subban. You might be onto something with Edmonton, because Edmonton is always just so cap strapped. With those contracts that they paid out to their their superstars, so, sometimes they just need bodies. Yeah, and that might not be a bad body to have around for kind of on the cheap. I like where you're going with that one. Okay, all right. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, Mister CSI Tampa. <laughs> Danky dank with that one there. That's a little insider trading for it. yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh that's gonna wrap it up for this week i know there's a ton more uh free agents so uh anybody in the comment section on youtube or over on uh, twitter let us know your team and who of the remaining crop of free agents do you want your team to kind of go after here because there's still a good amount left and this is where you make your team like in the draft you make your team kind of like in the the sure the first round but all the subsequent rounds you do that in free agency too so That'll wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day.
0: You can follow Mr. Denker over at where? Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter. Uh, on the Twitter. Wow. Yes, uh, that's how I call it. Yeah. The the Lightning Twitter page at LO underscore Lightning. Uh, on underscore Lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on the Twitter at danky dank d e n k y d a n k And give us a follow on our YouTube page. Been blowing up. Uh, I've been erroneously accused of advocating for the trade of not only Braden Point and Nikita yeah. Boutrop. So join in the witch hunt. joining the witch yeah. hunt. Yeah. That I, that I am leading, by the way. Yes. Uh, uh, that, that takes all around. Uh, <laughs> all right. You can follow me
1: over on uh, LOP and underscore avalanche. And on, we have an Instagram page and we have a YouTube channel as well over on the information superhighway known as the Google Machine. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Very appreciated when you tune in on these Thursdays with me and Mr. Denker. And we will see you guys next week. Go, Abs, go!